0: Hello friends, welcome to the Eighth House of Astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the Tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest, and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience.
1: The hanged man Mm -hmm. to me was a super tough one because it's suspension Mm -hmm. and I don't do well with not knowing what's happening next and just hanging out. So, um, as far as it's like associations and all the traditional stuff I normally talk about, it's, um, associated with Pisces which is the fish, which is the spiritual sign of the Zodiac. And so there's a lot of association with Christ and sacrifice and martyrdom. Um, So that's one piece that's traditionally um, kind of talked about. Um, I'm trying to think. But it's also just associated with... The wonderful thing of perspective you know looking at things from a different if you're in sort of a a lull and you have an opportunity to see something from a different point of view Mm -hmm. um, it can be very profoundly connected to that spiritual like catharsis of like wow oh and then I was gonna say so as far as like it's place in the fool's journey Mm -hmm. um so we are just past justice and we are still in that like um the mental the young adulthood phase um so this is we have been through uh strength the hermit um the wheel and justice kind of being like opposites in that the wheel is similar to the hanged man because it's like when fate and destiny are kind of you know up for for like whatever happens you can't control it and then it's learning to accept that and then justice is more about learning what your actions and decisions um the consequences they you know put into the world um so it's like fate and free will are The wheel and justice Mm. and then you get to the hanged man and he's sort of a combination of the last three cards the uh the hermit in a sense you know kind of going inward and like looking at things and the the lack of control of the wheel Mm -hmm. but learning to sort of channel those things into um what you're intentionally choosing to perceive anew and then uh like that new perspective can make you reframe how you see a situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can do that and that can be a choice mm-hmm. and you can choose to sacrifice your old way of thinking or for somebody else or uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of how to explain that. Um, yeah, i yeah.
0: the the card I'm most familiar with is Carol Bridges' card, and in her do car- tell. <laughs> well, it's um the hanged man is this woman with her arms just kind of held open wide, and she's looking into a pond, and so the her reflection is the hanged man. Is so it's like. You're almost looking at yourself almost in a new way. I don't know if that. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Please go on because you just reminded me of another aspect I wanted to really talk about. So.
0: Well, it it makes me go immediately to um, lying in the bed that you've made, kind of like. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> At yourself there's this um <laughs> this song by brandy carlisle and i actually used quote, injustice
1: but you did i remember
0: because i'm a sturdy soul and there ain't no shame in lying down in the bed that you made so it's kind of like just saying like well it's almost like acceptance but i'm trying to understand it in the context of the hanged man but
1: i feel like not to interrupt i'm, I'm sorry but it's it's kind of making me <laughs> a little uh, mm-hmm. emotional because um, the situation I'm experiencing, in which I'm just kind of waiting and processing a bunch of personal things, um, is uh, the the person having made their own bed mm-hmm. in a in a matter of speaking and. Well. Yeah. Sorry. And no, and now and I I can't be really specific, but like now, it's almost like a karmic acceptance, like exactly. That's the word. Yeah. I wasn't. You know, it's not my fault. It's just what had to happen, and here I am, and this is this, that's sort of the sacrifice. Like, yeah, you know, I may not have made the best decisions in my life, but this is how it happened and how it played out and how I feel like karma, dharma, whatever was meant to bring me to this point. And I feel like there's so much of that going on in, in my current situation, um, with, with, uh, my loved ones. It's, um, it's just finding like, wow, this was meant to happen at this precise time for this reason. People coming and going into our family—it's—it's it's just really wild and profound.
0: I—I I caught your words. Um, maybe I didn't make the best decision. So it's almost like yeah. we're the ones. Forgiveness, yeah. If the decisions yeah. we made were bad or wrong, or maybe they were just the best ones we had at the time given the resources we had to yeah. feel safe, you know what I mean? I think about that. Yeah,
1: or to balance things that had happened in the past and what you're drawn to and and those lessons. And sometimes we are here to teach lessons, sometimes we're here to learn lessons, and sometimes the lessons just happen mm-hmm. and they repeat and they end up going Ah, yeah, we were just supposed to live this life with this lesson. Like, that's this incarnation's lesson. So that's why it's karma, you know. And Um, I I just don't really believe in this whole, like, you know, punishment aspect of like, oh, well, that's why you're here to learn that lesson. It's it's more like, um... (sighs) my mom said a great, great thing about how she was only concerned with loving and how well she loved others and what she put out. And it made me think a perspective thing. Speaking of the hangman, it made me think that was w- how she conceived of almost like putting herself out there, a sacrifice, if you will, and her way of giving selflessly, um, I almost have this image of like, like, like the woman splayed out, like, but imagine like letting, you know, I think there's this Buddhist ritual where when you die, you go and just like, let the vultures feed on you, (laughs) you know, at the top of a mountain. And that's kind of how I view how she feels about love. And I'm like, you know, you deserve, not only do you deserve love and in return, and you are worth that. But also, it made me think like, if you just duck out and think nobody cares about how you loved them, that's the other side, just like communication. It's like, those people that you affected are going to be really hurt if they don't ever have have an opportunity to show you what your love did in their lives, you know, like the receiving of the love matters too. And that expression of how you received it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think receiving someone's love is the best gift.
1: Right. For Especially and- for someone thinking like that. Like, yeah. but it was like, she didn't even register that that's an important part of the cycle and the right.
0: Right. right.
1: Are, are Are you like, did you finish your thought? Cause I got to get to this, like this mirror thought like oh, the reflection.
0: Right. Well, I only wanted to bring up that the name of the card in Carol's deck is vision. Oh, well, wow. I wondered what, how you, I'm not really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How it, how it like relates to the hangsman. man. Right. Exactly. Um, I, well, let me go then first with, um, what that does make me think of. Um, so this is the prairie tarot. I'll show you, and I'll I'll put up a picture. It's wow. So this is old American West. Um, so this is actually. Um, I'll just read it. A man of the Great Plains First Nations is transfigured in the sun dance ceremony.
0: Mm.
1: Two piercings suspend him on strong sinews against a nimbus of bright light. We cannot see the tall tree he is tethered to. He is making a sacrifice to the great mystery. It appears that he should be in great pain, yet he is peaceful. Again, a very, very, if you're Christian, I'm sure this is very <laughs> reminiscent of Christ on the cross, you know. Um, the ordeal of being pierced and suspended induced altered states of consciousness. Mm. So like pain and that whole process, um, allowing them to bring forth wisdom, healing, and other benefits for the community. So I just think it speaks to like that indigenous people's, um, vision quests, perhaps, you know, going to seek pain and in a way sacrificing those physical bodily things we need, like water and food and sleep, and they would go intentionally deprive themselves of those things to get a vision. So it goes back to the perception, um, perspective differences, um, and how you can bring that on through intentionally, or sometimes if you just, you know, I think about too, like growing up and having intense migraines and not being able to see and feeling really nauseous and just having to lie there and wait and wait. And it, it allowed me to go inward and to have a different perspective that, you know, so sometimes illnesses can bring those visions and things.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Or, you know, like we'll have when, um, when my friend Megan talks about her medical experience, where she went into a sudden illness and, uh, went into a different state for quite a while and then came out of it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, it's wild. Uh, it's almost like a pause of normal consciousness or existence. It's a definite like limbo. Um, So that that's a, I mean, in a way it's like a dream, you know, it's like you can go into this dream space or the dreaming and, and um, that that's definitely related to visions.
0: Mm.
1: So, um, but a sacrifice is called for a choice to be made. Old customs pass away. The quest for deeper understanding If you are serious about seeking wisdom, now is the time to surrender yourself to positive change. Any personal sacrifices you are able to make will result in better outcomes later. Forward progress in life will be suspended until the quest is complete. The hanged man may also indicate hidden wisdom emerging from the unconscious to the conscious mind. That is a trip because you're suspended, it's like almost like, you know how I've always said, like, why do they call it the subconscious? Like it's inferior, but Mm -hmm. it's almost like if you put it upside down, it's draining into the conscious, you know, like that becomes what floods the.
0: Right. And, you know, I'm learning more and more that, you know, we are driven by more of our unconscious. Yeah beliefs or whatever um m- memories you know um storage sensations then then we are with um conscious understandings of ourselves you know um
1: yeah yeah what is it like i'm i'm thinking of sort of that image of the tip of the iceberg sort of thing like right. our conscious life is the tip of the iceberg whereas the rest of it mm-hmm. is right. the dominant <laughs> right. it, it, there's more of it. there's right. more there's more time spent j- sleeping and dreaming and
0: well, and the thing is like if we are in fact,
1: if you're normal, <laughs>
0: not well, me but <laughs> if we are in fact, you know, um, at our core, a everlasting state of present awareness being constantly, recycled through living things Mm. (laughs) like um you know that if that's true then i mean the majority of our existence is hidden from us exactly exactly
1: the hidden (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking the hidden being that part of the iceberg that is the majority of it is the hidden part Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i mean again i've said this before but you know, we like to think we know a lot of things as humans, but you know, ninety-six percent of all existence is still completely unknown to us. Right, ninety-six. We are only able to observe and study like four percent. He, Hetty
1: has, Hetty has three yak milk bones now. <laughs> oh, she's so silly.
0: One plus two. The hangman's. <laughs>
1: three what does it mean oh my god yeah you're right (laughs) no I that's crazy um well I want to share with you what I was thinking of when you were talking about the reflection are you did you get to finish what you're saying yeah I'm okay learning um yeah so I want you to check this out this is the hanged man in the um Wildwood tarot. is kind of a pagan deck. It's some mermaid creature holding up a crystal ball and a mirror. Crystal ball in her right hand and a mirror in her left. And there's a heron with some type of vessel around his neck. And there's a boat with what looks like a deceased person being cast out into the water as they used to have burials it in the water Mm. very complex i don't know it off the top of my head so would would you mind if i read the passage please so i want to tell you a little backstory about that particular card though you know my rat frank who i was so like connected to Mm -hmm. when the last of the rats passed void past and I buried him and it was very sweet and I have my little cemetery in the garden and um, I just got this urge because what happened with Frank was we had just moved here and he died and I had to bury him suddenly so I didn't have that set up he was the first to go (laughs) and I had to kind of put him in a spot like haphazardly and then the AC unit was leaking and it flooded the area and it was gross and I had to exhume him and funnily enough because we had talked about doing this his skull kind of wobbled off of his bloated body because they don't have a lot of tissue on their heads Mm -hmm. and I was like um this is kind of neat and meant to be like this is awful but at the same time i was able to do it right and like bury him properly but i was like i kind of want to clean and disinfect and preserve his skull which i did and it was like alchemy it was wild i mean in the middle of the pan, the beginning of the lockdowns i went and got a pot and the stuff to like do this with um and I scrubbed it and I disinfected and watched it boil. And it like looked like it was alive. It was the coolest experience. So I have his skull and it's like, so I had that. So when I buried void, you know, over a year later, I was like, okay, he's the last of the rats. And I asked Frank's I brought his skull and I brought this, his favorite deck that we used together. Um, And I said, do you want me to bury your skull with your body? Because, you know, I've always kind of felt like, is that my right to do that, to take that from you and being with the rest of the pack? Mm -hmm. And he was always kind of a loner anyway. Well, this was the card that came up. The, The hanged man. Wow. And so to me, this was sort of like this liminal message. Like, he's like, no, I like it just like this. I like being in between worlds where I can be with you, where I can use my head, my intellect. You know, it just, this card was like, wow, really spoke to me like, okay, okay, we'll do that. We'll keep your head. (laughs) We'll keep that energy. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and also the gift
0: he was giving to you that you were able to receive. You know what I mean? Like, right. Not many people would have that moment of clarity of listening. Like when you, when you saw his head kind of, yeah. you, you, in that moment, you weren't clouded by, by fear or anger or grief to the point where you couldn't receive his message. Oh, it
1: was a magical moment. I love it. it. Yeah. so much magic with that little dude
0: Wow. wow
1: well i'm gonna read it i i didn't even read it so i'm gonna i'm gonna read it's called the mirror um a dark serpentine figure rises from the water that's the mermaid i thought holding a golden mirror to her breast her curling tail vanishes into the water with her left hand, she holds a crystal ball, the orb of seeing visions, like um, by the dark woman of knowledge, which I don't know who that is, but a figure from humanity's most ancient past. A heron stands motionless at the water's edge. A small wooden boat, which is still tethered, floats in the river current. In it lies an ethereal figure, a sleeping soul awaiting its journey to the island. So it says meaning in many traditions, the initiator into hidden knowledge is a female figure that reveals insights and wisdom to those on a spiritual sojourn. So in a way it's like the, that psychopomp again. Well, I was thinking like, you know, the guide of souls, um, like the river sticks and all that stuff. I mean, um
0: theoretically right like up until this point we can i mean we can always see every i mean if we think about the journey thus far
1: to, the fool's journey
0: yes coming up to the hang hanged man it's almost you know you were saying that you could see um the hierophant in in that figure i was saying
1: the hermit but yeah the hierophant too and the high priestess yeah, yeah. The
0: High Priestess. so i'm thinking well we could probably see we should be able to see all of them
1: right well, definitely the most, the more mystical ones, for <laughs> sure. Okay. I think maybe the emperor and empress, not so much, because they're more like here and now, you know, earth-based. Mm. That's how I see them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we did talk about like the empress being sort of a portal, a physical portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to continue? Um, In the ancient Arthurian cycles, this is Morgan, Morgan Le Fay. Ooh, I love her who takes Arthur on his journey into limbo and healing on the Isle of Avalon. Ooh, the Lady of the Lake is another such primal figure who also acts as a holder and guardian of the sword Excalibur and an arbiter of Arthur's actions. Both these archetypes represent the unconscious journey of the soul into deeper awareness and wisdom. No act of will can make the soul take this journey. Oh, wow. It can only happen after much searching and questing. It is also a precondition of this experience that some kind of wounding has taken place. Hmm. It is through the pain and endurance of the wounding that wisdom comes. Whoa. Hmm. At which point the individual can cross the lake to the island of healing and protection. It is a natural state of surrender that allows the inner self to travel across the emotional sea to the other world.
0: Wow, surrender! I'm hearing surrender. Oh, sorry, you're feeling like this is making yeah sense of your life right now. Do you want to?
1: No, I'm good. I'm go ahead.
0: Um, I'm just you know I'm hearing surrender. I'm hearing sacrifice, and I'm not sure I'm quite connecting with.
1: Let me finish, maybe.
0: Yes, please.
1: The The mysterious figure holds the mirror that aids our inner reflections and the orb of seeing that helps illuminate the shadows of our inner life. The heron stands both as a keeper of the mysteries and a guardian of the other world.
0: Mm.
1: That's wild. That's kind of a totem of my mom's mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in some legends three cranes three yeah so there you go three cranes or herons were seen at the gates of this magical realm and croaked warnings to the unprepared or uninitiated visitor the the called i have some ideas so if you're not making it connect I, i think i know what they're saying the cauldron represents the vessel of hidden knowledge and inspiration from it, the bright flame of insight and revelation illuminates the dark landscape. This is the card that in the traditional tarot is known as the hanged man. We have chosen to amalgamate aspects of this into the blasted Oak, which is the tower while the reflecting mirror offers the same dizzy change from one state of being to another. As the hanged man sees life from another angle, so those who look into the mirror see things reflected as they truly are. I might I might argue that. Um sometimes I feel like a mirror is a distortion, but I don't know. Maybe in this mirror it's like
0: Well, apparently it's
1: everything's an illusion except for what's real, you know, like the mirror is the reality, even though you think it's like kind of like that giving receiving thing, you know.
0: Well, I think it's the truth. I think it's the truth. Yeah. Truth. But in the only person that can define, decide what the truth is, is
1: you. Right. That person. person. Yeah.
0: Infuriating and also extremely liberating at the same time. Yeah.
1: Well, and that speaks to mm-hmm. perspective. You can't ever, in good conscience, deny or say what someone else's perspective is, point exactly. of view, you right. know, like, Right, that's not our place. That's not our place because.
0: But we try to make it our place several times. (laughs) As humans, but that's the way that we were. Many of us were conditioned. Some of us got off that
1: train. Early. Some of it's astrological. Who knows?
0: Right, 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 right. But I was just saying. I was just thinking. You know, I'm looking at this card, and you were talking about the cauldron is the holder of that wisdom, that knowledge. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, yeah like well, like the high priestess kind of a womb type right. thing and
0: the same yeah. you know in the card that i'm looking at is the reflection of this woman in a lake you know oh,
1: well, so- yeah yeah
0: but also i'm noticing um and i'll show it to you that when you flip the card upside down it does kind of look like it's also like a crystal ball like the lake is oh here. yeah
1: uh-huh
0: it's really in this yeah. whole
1: reflective thing
0: and it's light too yeah that's really interesting so are you done with the passage? Cause I
1: was interested in what you, what, yeah. You- yeah. And the, um, I just wanted to say, like, I was, since I have them in order, I was like, right afterwards is what is usually death, but it's known in this deck as the journey. Mm. So, and yeah, so what I was thinking was, this is definitely talking about preparedness for the journey, you know, to cross into another yeah. world. Um, the afterworld, the underworld, whatever you want to call it, and I hold on. Let me now. I'm getting all like OCD, and I have to make sure they're in order. <laughs> uh, one second.
0: Um. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, you didn't cut that. out. Okay. Uh, so, I think that the um. Did I just say preparedness? I think that, yeah, you have to, you have to have had life happen to you in a way that was painful and you had trauma and potential abuse, like in the situation that I'm, you know, like sort of, so that's like intergenerational kind of a Mm -hmm. karmic path in our family. And so... I think there's a lot of hints of like my, my mom and I have shared that being the first daughters to mothers in a line of not the best, um, karmic, uh, I, you know, we were brought into like her, her mother was left for dead as a baby, you know, all the stuff. And then, she ended up being, you know, like she, she like she was to cope with her own life, with her own traumas. And mm-hmm. my mom is like me in that we have almost this knowing that we didn't just come here for another incarnation. We knew that we were needed. Mm-hmm. Um Almost like she, she expressed to me before that she understood even as a very young girl that her mother needed her to get out these things, you know, even when there was abuse and just that intense, um, like sacrifice. Like, I know that this is just what I have to do to, to play my role in the bigger story you know? Mm-hmm. And I certainly didn't have that experience. I wasn't abused, but, um, I have that same, like, we'll take on what she goes through. Oh yeah. And we, we both so strongly have expressed yes. like, uh, and she will almost warn me <laughs> like, she's like, okay, I'm going through something and I need you to Stop taking it <laughs> because I know that that's what's happening, you know? And so I just, it's kind of incredible that there can be such a level of awareness and learning from your traumas um, and your path. That's the, uh, that's the sacrifice and the surrender. Like just, okay, you know, this is going to happen it, again, very Christ-like just, Take me, you know, I'm here for your, what you need to do Mm -hmm. to get through your process of, of, you know, getting through your own traumas or whatever. It's this kind of,
0: so you're being
1: that, yeah, no, it's just, it's just fascinating that the preparedness comes from that, from Mm -hmm. that, like release. Well,
0: here's the thing that when you do it the first time. You can't not do it over. Like it's like once you learn the art of being hurt, and then recognizing that there's either something to let go of, or I guess what I'm saying is like it's it's really hard um, to avoid doing that again in the future. So it's like your life is going to be forever changed. You're going, you know, I'm equating it to the sobriety thing, but as soon as I made that choice to commit to a more mindful life a more conscious life I realized Mm -hmm. that you know quitting just you know one addiction was just the tip of the iceberg you know it's like um, everything if you're going to commit to to presence in this one area of your life it's like you kind of have to do it everywhere so committing to or I guess graduating from this card, I think, is you're stepping into an entire new way of living, almost. Or yeah. be, or knowing that this is going to happen again. I mean, how often do we have to... Well, no, Transform? Have to, like, <laughs> let go through that? But how many, how often are we given the opportunity to let yeah. go of... um a part of us that we thought had to be here forever yeah yeah there's just um i'm reading this i'm reading the sixth book of the outlander series currently and um so jamie and claire they're like the main characters and they're always like giving quotes from these um you know like john dunn's poetry or something and the one that they were talking about this morning um, it, well, it's, I don't remember the actual line, but it was about the, the paradox of we are every day living with the reality that we're going to die, you know, right. How do you live right, fully right, while knowing you're going to die? Like if you're, if you're actually being with that reality,
1: again, a very Buddhist thing, exactly. like meditating about your, your own death right. and like think calming down and like facing that and like it's okay you know it's it's so much like birth or giving birth because you know they have classes about relaxing your whole body to allow for this life to come through you you know it's the it's like just the reverse they're bookends
0: right so that's you know and we've talked about this before how you know i think both of us are i don't know if if you share this, um, but you know, just how I feel like I'm, I'm in a constant state of experiencing life in these polar, um, let from, yeah, right, areas, right, right, right. You oh, know? cause on the one hand, like, it's, I think it's easier for me to hold that view of, you know, life, this life is fragile, it's precious. And but at the same time, I have these like super controlling, like perfectionist, like oh, but I I have to get all these degrees, and I and I have to you know help all these people and and do this and do that, and but how do you do anything when you can just as easily be crippled with the reality that yeah you, yeah you or anyone else you love
1: No, it's it's I think it's hard for me hanged man and limbo and waiting. Because it, I don't deal well with that. I have to, there are types of grievers since I do that. Like that's my field of study is um. there are types of grievers. And one of the types is, and I just remember this term because it's what I am, an instrumental griever. Hmm. An instrumental just meaning you have to do something, you know, like instead of just wallowing, right. you channel it and you create, or you, you know, start a cause for that person's memory or, or, you know, make some meaning out of it through what you do. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think like, I don't procrastinate. I don't even know how people do that. I don't avoid anything. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of flack for it because that's not how normal people are they need a break they need to like go and process or like hibernate you know and i know you know and i i'm i'm like kind of like a go 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 okay no i can't stop to do that or i'll like i don't know what will happen so it's like i need to control things i need to be proactive and so that does not that's like totally opposite of what the hangman energy and archetype is about it's like hmm, maybe just don't interfere just let nature take its course you know Mm -hmm. basically
0: i think it's interesting to think about how easily you did it with frank you know in that moment like if that's what it felt like you were you were surrendering like even though you could have been completely paralyzed by the fact that he had just passed his grave that you had like you know mindfully made for him was getting you know flooded like you could have very easily been angry and super sad but you were present in that moment and you heard his wish for you and to me that's doing what you just said was very hard for you but I think it's easier for you in the presence of
1: A need sort of like having to do well, that's kind of what I'm saying, like, if I have a purpose or need or something is needed of me, Um, I am like, on it. And it's funny, because I've been told a lot that I freeze, or I just, you know, I freeze in the moment. And I think that's overwhelm. I think that's different. I think it's like, I'm very shy and reserved. And I'm like, Oh, my God, all this is going on around me. And I just shut down. But isn't when it? i am responsible when it falls on me i am like into action like you know as slow as i am or you know having bodily issues or whatever like i'm not i'm not saying like miss sprint or anything but in my way like a whale i i um i, I spring into action <laughs> <laughs> or like a lot i do relate to yeah. whales like incredibly sad swim
0: mm-hmm. have you seen one swim it's terrifying
1: yeah oh yeah to me it is they're just like they put themselves there's there's like something like- so big big things freak me out like <laughs> even like um a flag on a high flagpole freaks me out you know when you see something so like yeah majestic i guess um let's leave this ending hanging because recently i don't know what's going to happen from day to day and i feel like it may be better not to try to um say what's going to be next because we don't know and that's the hangman's lesson